I got my drink, brew, mate. Are you drinking like a green tea? Nah, just a cup of tea, mate. Love a cup of tea. Ah, oh, proper English. All right, mate. Um, I'll give you the floor. Tell tell people who we are. Um, yeah. Um, I'm Alex Mitchell, professional rugby player at Northampton Saints. Um, always find it a bit cringy saying that. Well, um, it's, it's true though, isn't it? You get paid to play play ball. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So literally just playing rugby for the last what five years at Northampton. Um, used to be up at Sale Sharks, but um, yeah, left there at eighteen to to come to Northampton. Yeah, I've been here ever since. I enjoyed it. How come? Uh, how come you left Sale? I can't actually remember you being at Sale. I forgot about that. Nah, it was it was a weird one because obviously my brother was there, um, mm. and he's just come off as well. So I kind of didn't want to be fighting for a position with him. Um, yeah. So yeah, I kind of like I had the opportunity to come down to Northampton. Um, it's quite interesting as well. They actually wanted to sign me as a fullback, and I was like, I'm not a fullback. I must come off. Um, and I spoke to like the my England 18 coach at the time. He was like, mate you'll make it further as a, as a scrum half and a full-back. So I was like, oh, fair enough. And Saints obviously offered me the opportunity to be a full-time scrummy. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll sign. And went from there. So, yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, my guy, my guy. Uh, would you have, uh, would there was no hope in hell of you being, playing full-back? Huh? Is there any hope in hell of you playing full-back? Could they have dangled like a big check in front of you and you've been like, yeah, I'll give it a go? Not a chance, mate. I'm not quick enough. That's not quick enough. I can try, mate. I'll just try and step my way out of it. But apart from that, I can't really do much else. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Like that's that's literally the one position I would never play. Yeah. Not a chance. Well, you, you used to love prop, didn't you? Well, it's, it's the best best position, isn't it? No, nah, it's the worst. The worst. <laughs> mangled face, mangled ears. Yeah, you get me. fucked neck. You shrink about three inches a game. Yeah, you do. Oh. Yeah, thank you. Five years, man. Like I didn't. Five years you've been playing pro pro ball. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the first couple of years, it's you're in the first second year, you're in academy years, so you don't really play too much. Mm. Um, and I think I got my debut in 2017. Um, I've been pretty lucky, really. Um, if you play well and kick on from there, so yeah. I mean, I've seen you on a couple of posters, mate. You're like a poster boy. I don't have the face, mate. I don't have the face to be a poster boy. <laughs> I'm more of a radio and a podcast kind of guy. Yeah, what what were those um what were those fucking uh gifts? Which ones? Ah, uh, you posted some on your on your Instagram where it was like um like a gif off or like a meme off of yeah. some, some of those were fucking class. Yeah, it's quite cool. We get like get in front of a green screen and just like basically do something funny or do something weird. So I just did loads of ones with Pretending I was on the toilet, pretending I was in the shower. Um, it's like a try celebration. It's quite clever, really. Um, oh, and it goes on the big screen. Goes on the big screen, yeah, in the stadium. But we've actually not had any fans or anything, so they've kind of scrapped that off at the moment, obviously due to COVID. But um, hopefully, when we're back playing, they'll come on. It'll be quite funny. Mm. What um, what's it been like playing in a playing in a stadium with fuck all people in it? Weird, mate. So weird. So eerie. Um, yeah, I personally hate it just because, like, you kind of get that extra buzz from the fans and, mm. like, you don't really have to get yourself up for the game because as soon as you come out, especially at Franklin's Gardens, mm. well, there's 15,000 people there and um, it's just very different and you can hear everything on the pitch. Um, and it's just it's just took some time getting used to because um, it's, like it's, like, it's like a training game and always with a training game, it's a bit less serious. So, 
Yeah, it's been a unique and obviously the fans kind of make the game. So, um, yeah, it's not been great in that sense. But I guess we're lucky. We're in one of the lucky situations that we're still playing and getting paid. And I mean, look, I'm, I'm playing I'm playing rugby for a living and getting paid for it. So I, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the dream, right? It literally is the dream. So. Especially at nine, because you hardly get hit. Well, you say that, mate, but <laughs> great this season. So we've been struggling. Yeah. Um, no, nah, so yeah. It's been all right. Well, what about on like on the flip side? Like you say, like 15,000 people can can go in the stands, like, and uh, you know, at the moment there's fuck all people there. But I can't imagine playing in front of fifteen thousand people. You must be quaking in your boots. <laughs> yeah, sometimes um, I think you just kind of get used to it. Because I made my debut at Twickenham, and I was like forty thousand people there. I was like, crap, I don't know what I'm doing here. Mm. I'm at my depth, but. I guess like when you trained it so much, you just kind of you just play. You don't really think about the fans. Um, mm. And I think it's if it's something you've always done, um, yeah, you kind of just forget about the fans. Um, and then when you can switch off, you can't take it. But yeah, it's it is a unique experience, and it's yeah, it's enjoyable. Well, <clears throat> was there ever a doubt in your mind that you weren't going to make it? Um, yeah, I had a few doubts. Um, when I was 18, I did my knee. So I did my ACL, uh, MCL and meniscus. And that's like a full knee knee reconstruction. Um, mm. So that was nine, ten months out. And the the, um, the specialist was like, yeah, mate, it's, it's not a great uh, injury. And you may struggle to come back from it. And there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Um, so there's times like that when, especially after like ten months out, you're not touched the ball and you're so rusty, you just think, like, I don't think this is for me. Um, especially when the club are like, oh, they might not want to uh, re-sign you. And it's quite a cutthroat business. Like, if you're not playing, if you're injured and you can't play for them, why do they need you? Mm. So they'll probably just um, rip your contract off and you'll be gone. So, yeah, so many times where you just, uh, you're injured or you're not playing well and you just think, oh, mate, this ain't for me. I'm, I need to try and do something else. And it, it can get quite dark, actually, at times. Um mm. Once you get through that and, and you come out the other side, um, yeah, you, you, you're pretty, you're flying really. I mean, I've been quite lucky with, with coming back from injury and knees feeling fine um, and, and being able to play well. So, yeah. Um, what was the rehab like for that? Yeah, long, very long. So, like yeah, first three months, three months, I was just on crutches, um, non-weight bearing. <laughs> And then you move on to obviously you slowly start learning how to walk again, mm. um, squat, and then you start doing all your squat and your rehab and your bands and stuff. Um, and then the, the weirdest thing was learning how to run again, like because you oh, yeah. you've had a few problems, haven't you, with your back? Yeah. And it's just like when you start running again, you kind of forget how to run. I'm like, how am I doing this? Well, I could never <laughs> run anyway, so it doesn't really matter with me. All right. <laughs> I didn't play scrum half, so I didn't have to get around the pitch very quick. You just have to carry, mate. That's all yeah. you have to do. Kind of waddle. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was weird just trying to, trying to do all that stuff. But yeah. Were you yeah, at was... uh, Northampton when you when you injured uni? Yeah. Yeah, so 18, uh, 18, 19. Especially at that stage because like, I played first team and you're still academy. So, so nobody knows who you are when you're injured. It's like, oh, what's the point? But now yeah. once you get through it, it's, uh, it's all right. It's not yeah, too bad. The... But they uh they sort of looked after you pretty well and kept you on and obviously you're you're doing well now so you mu- they must have done something right exactly yeah they, I think they had a lot of faith in me um, mm. 
and they're, they're actually quite good with that. They're like, oh yeah, we're, we're gonna trust you. And they mm. put everything into me like you've got, a, I've got a, I had like a full-time strength and conditioning coach, full-time rehabber, full-time physio, and nutritionist, like all this stuff that I can do to get back as quick as you can. So like you're in the best hands. So um, yeah, it's literally, it's literally the best. I think one of the best surgeons as well we, we went to. So extremely lucky to actually do that. Damn. Go, go through the private system, reap the benefit. I'm, if I'm not paying, I'm going through the private system. <laughs> yeah, flying high, mate. Private yeah. jets, like caviar. We'll go that far, mate. We'll go that far. <laughs> Fly you to Barcelona. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so was that, was that a one-to-one strength and conditioning coach or was it for the entire club that just worked with well, you personally? We, yeah, we've got about five or six. Um, ah, sick. S&Cs, but obviously when you're injured, you just get kind of given one. Mm. He works through um, during the rehab stage. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, he just does, literally does everything for you. So like, I'm a bit of a, just, it's weird because I don't actually know too much about all this gym stuff because we, we literally just get told what to do. Like we've got sports scientists in there, S&Cs, physios. Um, and I just try and ask a lot of questions, just like, why are we doing this? Don't just do it. Obviously, mm. just why and and there's loads of things that they do and loads of theories. Um, but yeah, I just had Ben Rhodes, so one of my SNC, so he's a good lad as well, which made, mm. made it a lot easier. So, how long was it from the day you ended up fucking your knee to the day you were back on the pitch and playing again? I think it was about nine and a half months. Oh, decent. Um, I actually did it pretty quickly. I mean, I think I, I could have come back in seven, eight months, but um, yeah, you don't want to risk it with a knee injury, so mm. yeah, I got back. Yeah. Especially when you're doing all three. Exactly, yeah, it's a weird injury, I think. I didn't like a 4G pitch, I'm not sure if you ever played on him. I don't like him, man. You don't feel the ground. It's so different, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and like my foot got caught in it, I, I was wearing studs, so I had my whole knee twisted and stuff like that. I don't know. Jeez. Oh, that's tasty. Uh, One of those where you can hear it from the sideline and everyone just squints like, oh. Yeah. That's like I heard a pop. I was like, I didn't hear it, mate. I'll be fine. Yeah. I think I was like dancing showers afterwards. I was like, I'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> it wasn't. So it was the dancing that did you know it wasn't actually playing oh, the game. <laughs> terrible dancing. I mean, I've seen your dancing. It's not too grand. <laughs> it's pretty dreadful, isn't it? <laughs> uh, have you had any other like major... Or even minor sort of little niggles and injuries that have, have taken you out? Um, yeah, well, I did my knee again, actually, fun, funny enough. I did my meniscus last year. Um, so it wasn't ACL, MCL, but just my meniscus. So I had to get that redone. Um, the same knee? I, same knee, yeah. Um, you know. A bit annoying. And I did it. I did it actually playing against the Barbarians. Mm. Um, and the next day I was going to go to Bali. Um, but obviously, so I did, I did my knee and it was pretty swollen the next day, but I took all my, uh, went to the airport, took all my stuff, like, um, went for the scan in the morning, sorry. Um, and then the doc went, we was like, nah, you're not going anywhere, mate. It's, uh, you've got to have an operation and stuff. So I uh, missed out on that barley trip and lost a bit of money, but it happened. Um, yeah, shit happens. Yeah, and then just had that, that reattached. So it wasn't as bad. But yeah, I got back from that as well. So yeah, not too bad. Where's the, where would you say would be like the best place you've ever played? 
whether it's experience, whether it's the destination, whether it's like you're just a fond memory of the game or? Um, it's a good question, mate. Good question. Um, Lynn Mugby Club always used to kick off. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a place. Um, I don't know. Obviously at Franklin's Gardens, that's that's Northampton's stadium. It's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Played at Twickenham. Um, obviously, obviously for like the England A team, which is actually actually awesome. Um, so yeah, I played at a few places, uh, and then uh, played at Oban Island, Leinster, Leinster's pitch. So, oh, yeah, I bet that good. I bet that pops. Yeah, it's yeah, it's awesome over there, and they love the rugby over there. So fucking mentalist, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, they are mental. Same with France as well. Played in France a few times, and they love it. They have for it. Oh really? Yeah, literally. Horns and everything, flags, they go mad. So, yeah, it's pretty cool playing there as well. Mm. Have you ever played over here? Um, no, I've not actually. Um, uh, they, they love it over there, don't they? Yeah, like obviously, um, Union's massive over here, league is pretty much non existent. Really, you get like a couple of um, a couple of Sam Owens playing, playing league, but they usually go over to uh, go over to Australia. So yeah, Union Union is kind of kind of big, but they don't have a lot of teams. Like there's only like five or six major cities, so there's only like five or six major teams. Did you go watch many games? Or I watched one. Um, we did a we did a watch uh, Crusaders versus uh, Blues, so Canterbury versus Auckland, which was a good game. I just watched it here in, in Christchurch, so that was a good game. Um, they're quite critical though. They're not like they're not like British fans that just go absolutely off and just want a good time. You know, it's yeah, always like, oh, they could have yeah. done that a little bit better. That's all they do. Hey, <laughs> yeah, the British fans just go and just get pissed up. That's all they do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the, the day out is the pub before and after the game. It's not actually the game. Yeah, they're not bothered about the game at all. You know, it's just like the footballer, isn't it? But um. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like uh obviously the the level over here is is nuts. Yeah, but have you uh have you strapped your boots up again or not? Ah mate, I wish. I wish. <laughs> like uh mate, I've been tempted to do it every year since I fucking put them on the hook. I was like, <laughs> Oh no, it's fine, you know, it's it's my neck, I'll risk it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And then, you know, something happens or whatever. And then, uh, I don't know if you know, but when I was like 18, 19, I think I was like 19. I think I was 19. I couldn't walk for like three weeks. Um, what was that? Was that? Back or your neck? Yeah, my back. So I ruptured a disc. Yeah, bloody hell. Um, and I was like, I just couldn't move my legs. So I was in a bit yeah. of a, pretty of a fucked position. Um, so I kind of, since then, I've been like, hmm. I've got top and bottom of the spine that have had some pretty serious gnarly injuries. Maybe not going into full contact front row is, is the best option. You know what I mean? <laughs> How did you do your back? Um, like, I actually did it. I was stretching in my room one time. I think um, it was either in the morning or I came back from a session or whatever and I was stretching and then, you know, next thing you know, I can't move my legs on the floor and I'm like lying around like, um, I can't fucking move. Uh, but I saw a specialist at Warrington Wolves, and he's like, "Yeah, um, we think it's a pre-existing. It was just sort of degenerative, and it was a matter of time before it just said bye bye." 
That's so weird. So it wasn't like overtraining or anything, just literally. Nah, like the the disc was like the disc was, was fucked. Um, like with a severe herniation and basically the membranes on the outside of the disc was already battered. So it was either going to go when it did, or it was going to go somewhere along the line. Yeah. Um, but Hey, you know, it's just like your knee, you kind of do what you can to rehab it, come back, just carry on, do what you can. Yeah. I can imagine back's ruthless though. Cause that's literally everything like going to sleep and, yeah, it was fucking, it was weird. Like, I, you know, there was like three weeks, my mum had to help me take a piss. Oh, my God. Um, it was a bit weird, mate. And, like, I couldn't tie my laces and, and stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, I went to the surgeon. I was like, right, you know, I don't really know what to do here. We went to the surgeon. He's like, look, you're 19. We don't really want to operate on your spine. I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I don't want that either. Um, they're like, the only option is, uh, you get an injection basically to calm um, your sciatic nerve down so it decreases the uh, the pressure on, on the nerve um, and gives you a little bit of pain relief so you can like heal yourself in the next three months. And I was like, all right, that's going to have to be the option that we go down. Anyway, it lasted two days rather than three months. And then I was back to square one, couldn't move my legs. And I was just like, right, well, the only option left we've got two options. One, I do nothing and rehab myself because we are broke. We can't like afford shit and go through the NHS. Obviously you go in the system, it's going to take ages or you just go, right. Yeah. I'll get, I'll kind of get my spine fused together. Um, and at 19, that's not the best option you can, you can choose. So I was like, sack it. I just sort of rehab myself. And, and got it back. Yeah. Rest is history, mate. Like, um, Stronger than I've ever been. Um, moving around. This year was the first year I had a day without pain down my leg, which was pretty cool. Um, so that was like four years on, five years on. Yeah, nice. Um, so it's pretty much is it pretty much back to normal, would you say? Yeah, man. Like I can I can do everything. Um like it's it was kind of a real gradual progression. Like for the first like I was literally like, all right, can I walk? Yes, I'll do a five-minute walk, and then pain is just everywhere, and I can't fucking move. I'm like, okay, and I lie back down, do nothing. What can I do? Can I swim? Yeah, okay, I'll swim. Can I swim the next day? No, because something's hurting. Okay, cool, I won't swim. And then I just basically did that for five years and just refused to quit. Like, yeah. I mean, the same. If 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 I went to you, I was like, Mitch, you can't touch a rugby ball ever again. You'd be like, fuck you. That's not going to happen. Yeah, you'd find a way. You'd find a way, exactly. You'd find a way. Mine's just a barbell. Yours is a is a ball. And yeah, hit a bit, so hitting bigger boys. Trying to, anyway. <laughs> just take their legs, mate. Tap their ankles. I just go for the ankles, mate. Speed bump. That's all I have. Yeah, fucking just tap them. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird That's experience, what... but, you know, it's funny because I think two years after... I was coaching and someone did exactly the same with exactly the same vertebrae and was in exactly the same position. And I was just like, I got you, boy. No worries. So I brought him in the... Hey? Is that what got you into coaching and strength and conditioning, do you think? Uh, No, I was was into it for a while, man. Um, It kind of got me reignited a fire for, like, rehab. Yeah. Um, You know, because people, you know 
people get injuries or whatever and they and they, they come to people and like I don't because I don't know what's going on inside I, all I'm getting is this like pain signal and just to show something's wrong um so yeah it kind of like I was coaching like CrossFit ollie lifting SSC the youth you name it you know sort of doing it um and then like people were getting a little bit banged up and I was like hmm okay and I was like a therapist at the time so I was like wicked and then I just sort of dived into that a little bit more and I went into a little bit more of like physical therapy and um sort of fixing people up and like seeing someone walking through the shutters pretty much limping or like sideways because their back is just like absolutely locked up and then just walking out fine is like pretty fucking rewarding even if those those like days are like six months apart it's pretty cool definitely worth it yeah for sure for sure yeah. and it's just like um it's like uh problem solving like you're kind of like a detective someone comes in it's like this hurts you try something then you think it's exactly the same as the person that you had in before and nothing happens you're like oh fuck okay i gotta go back to the drawing board and figure this out yeah and I guess it's helped with your, your experience as well that you've gone through it yourself. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. It helps with that empathy, doesn't it, man? Because you, you like, you know how people are feeling. You yeah, know exactly how people are feeling. Yeah. Um, so it's like, all right, no worries. Don't do this, this and this because that's what I did. And it was a bad decision. <laughs> and like set me back a couple of months. Do this, this and this because it will catapult you forward. Um, which is that interesting, like, um, I think I will end up doing a little bit of rehab again. And if I ever went back to school, I'd do, um, I'd do like chiropractic and that. But, uh, you know, school's not for me, man, as you can probably relate, playing a bit of ruggers for a living. Yeah, not for me. To be fair, with the physios at our club, I'd actually be quite interested in doing it just because, like you said, it's like interesting to just find out all the injuries that you can get and mm. how you can work it out and rehab them back and how many different things you've got. Um, going on to work it out. It's actually quite interesting. Um, I'm always asking questions in the video room, like, why is this, why is that? Um, don't think I learn actually much, but I try to. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. <laughs> but like, you, you sort of like, these days are wicked, right? With all the science and the sports scientists and that. Like, I don't put myself in the same caliber as, as those crazy people. Like, they're much yeah. smarter than I am. But it's like injuries that you would have just been written off in the past and now like, Oh yeah, it'll only take you, you know, nine months. Don't worry about it. Mitch, I yeah. got you, mate. Don't worry about it. Nine months should be back on the field. It's like, what do you mean? Like everyone's told me I'm done. It's like, no, 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 you're fine. Yeah. It's like with my knee back in the day, that was your career. Like they said ACL last year, mate. That's your oh, career done. Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah. And hear stories of people like can't walk and, it's weird, like you always hear the stories, and doctors are like, Oh, you can't walk again, or you can't do this again. Then, literally, months later, they're back on their feet and they're doing marathons and all this stuff. It's just like, There's so many things you can actually do. People tell you you can't do it, and you just, you just say, Fuck that off. I think actually. it comes up here, man, right? It's got to be like, you've got to be a little bit sort of self, self driven. Like, I mean, you know, personally, I, I went to the surgeon, he was like, Alex, you'll never lift a weight again. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, you'll never pick anything heavy up again in your life. I'm like, I'm 19 and this is how I like keep myself sane. Fuck off. Like I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? So you've got to, you've got to have summit up upstairs that kind of gets you going. Exactly. Well, what, what, what kept you going, man? 
was it the people around you, like the support system, or was it just like, nah, I need to touch this rugby ball again? Um, yeah, the, the support system was very good. Um, like the people you have around you, like we have a psychologist, and if you're struggling on a day, they'll chat to you and all this stuff. Um, and I just like, I obviously love rugby, so I just wanted to play again. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So I was just trying to do anything and everything, just to try and get back on the pitch. Um, and yeah, you get told so many different things and it can play with your head. But yeah, you literally just got to listen to you in the end, end of the day and just fucking pock everything else off and just and just try and get back. Um, yeah, so I'm just... As well, with rugby, I'm not sure what else I'll be doing. I think <laughs> I've just kind of found this path of playing rugby. And so people are like, oh, what would you do if, if you weren't playing rugby? I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be a bin man or doing anything. Bin man, yeah. yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with bin men, but... There's nothing wrong with that, mate. Bit of a difference. Good pay. Yeah, it's decent pay, mate. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing in that. So, yeah. Yeah, just getting on and, yeah, I don't know what else I'll be doing. but. So, so what's next? What what boxes have you got to tick off for you personally? Never mind about, like, obviously you've got team team goals that you want to hit and obviously rugby's a team sport, so you do it for the fucking boys next to you and that, but... There's going to be goals for yourself, right? So, yeah. what, what goals do you want to tick off? Um, there's a few, well, I said there's a few. I kind of want to make it as far as 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 far as I can in the game. So, literally, if that's playing at the top, playing internationally, um, like playing for my country would be a huge honour. Um, I think that's I think that's on uh, top of most people's goals, like. Playing rugby to, to represent your country, it'd be awesome, wouldn't it? So that's definitely up there. Um, and yeah, like I said, to win trophies, um, because honestly, it's, it's it's so shit when you just keep losing. Um, and like winning trophies with actually your mates, because all my mates are in Northampton now, so um, yeah, it'd be awesome. And then obviously, and see where I go from there. But I literally, I don't think too far ahead, mate. I just think, what, what can I do to get better? What can I do to improve? Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I take it every every week at a time. So yeah. But in a game like Ruggers, where like they always come back with a new fucking rule, especially during the bloody breakdown, which like like I I genuinely think like if I put on my boots now, I'd be like I'd be pulled off by the coach like Wobs, you you're doing too many penalties here, mate. I'm like I don't understand what's going on. Like all I want to do is hit someone. Mate, at scrum time, I'm putting the ball in and I, I don't know what's going on here. And they're like, right, penalty. I'm like, what for? I don't know. Yeah. Well, is that so, to us? Yeah, okay. I'm not going to argue it. Like, Yeah, there's just, there's so many little, little penalisers now that they can pick up. It's, it's getting a bit too, um, a bit too ridiculous at times. But they're trying to get away from that now because a lot of the time they went to the TMO and just went back on TV and just obviously watched it again. But they're trying to, try to get away from that and keep the game flowing and, mm. I think there's a lot of, um, I think with the cause where it's a grey area, if you're, if you're off your feet or whatever, they try and let, let, the, let it go and let the ball play and mm. uh, keep the game going. So, yeah, they're just trying to find a good mix at the moment. Yeah, which is fine. And, like, I think everyone appreciates, like, the body trying to sort of evolve the spot, right, rather than just being set in your way. Like, like what was it like with FIFA, like with the goal line technology? They basically were like, no, we're not changing any fucking rules for the past like 50 years. It's like, well, the game evolves, you know, we get technology, use it, but it gets a little silly when you can't really do anything and it's only just kicking for goals. 
100%. Like I said, next year, there'll probably be new rules and you can't use the TMO, you can't do this. And as long as they're just like thinking about it and thinking what's best for the game. Um, mm. Again, it's like it's a game for the fans. So like you can't just make it mm. um, all about the, the game and, and who's the best side because you want to make it entertaining at the end of the day. And I think that's where rugby struggles at times. It's all about um, what the players want and and all this stuff. But it's actually fans bringing the money. The fans want to watch it. It's fans want to enjoy watching it. And sometimes we go down the route of um, just making it so like a big contest and quite boring at times. Mm. Um, so hopefully we slip out of that. But I think we will. Like anything, we adapt to the situation and, and just see what happens in the future. Yeah, for sure. You iron out the kinks, don't you, over over a few years and everything gets better. And I think I think for people that have never played like ruggers before, it'd be it'd be like so much better if there was like an explanation of why there was a penalty or why there was whatever. You know what I mean? And like it was kind of highlighted, whether it's by the commentators or whatever. Um, I think that'd be sick because people would be able to understand and learn the game rather than having to learn the game through playing it. 100%. I actually think the commentators don't know it themselves sometimes. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. We'll show over it and just be like, oh, this happened. But yeah, 100%, there's that people will understand it and, and actually grow the game a bit. But yeah. It's like it's like when you watch NFL, right? Like yeah. something happens within the space of two and a half seconds. You're like, what just happened? And you're like, yeah, oh, well, touchdown New England. You're like, why? What happened? Yeah. Like, it's a fucking cool <laughs> game. <laughs> Little yellow flags. Penalties. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Holding. Yeah. What? What holding? I hit him with my shoulder. How can I hold him with my fucking shoulder? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's. I don't know. Um. Like we said, progressing a game is obviously always good. Um. But there's there's times where it's just like, look, just let the boys play sport. Exactly, yeah. Let us enjoy it because, especially at professional standard, the enjoyment could taken out just because it's all about performance, all about winning. Hmm. And you can slowly lose enjoyment. And that's why that's why I sometimes get frustrated at. Um, uh, do, you I, find, do you find you lose a little bit of sort of the enjoyment factor? I do at times, yeah. Because when I was first joined, um, you just played rugby like we played rugby back in the day, just we enjoyed hmm. it, didn't we? we played with yeah. our mates. But, um, now it's professional. It is quite sad because it's it's less about the enjoyment and um, and yeah, it's been taken out of the game a bit for me, um, especially now because it's it's not great to say, but it's kind of it is a bit of a job. Mm. Um, you've got to do a job. You've got to do your cog um, for the team and and do your role. So that does change. But yeah, I still I still enjoy the, enjoy the game and and yeah, you want to if you ever get lost in the game or get bored. You kind of want to go back to why you play it and you play it because you enjoy it and, and you make your family proud and all that stuff. So, mm. um, yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah. Do you enjoy Do you enjoy the process, like behind the closed doors, behind the curtains, on the training park? Do you enjoy that sort of shit? Um, yeah, well, I enjoy some stuff, like um, when it's when it's like minus one outside and it's snowing and you're training, it's not, not the most enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and like when you're losing, you're in a meeting, you're getting, you're getting bollocked for doing this wrong or that wrong. And it's just like, I'm crap at this game. Mm. Um, it's not that enjoyable. But yeah, it's little things like, I mean, at the end of the day, I go in gym and train and then that's me and I'm getting paid to do that. So why would you not enjoy that? Because um, I would train anyway. Um, so I think, yeah, I definitely enjoy it more than I, more than I find it as a, as a job. Um, 
and like yeah enjoy the little things enjoy the little things like training with your mates and and um yeah little things that's what makes a team isn't it really like the socializing and, and like the the friendship between it between the boys like that's that's what makes the team rather than like wins yeah yeah 100 I mean, like when you look back, you, you kind of forget about like even us at Liv, you, forget, you don't really know about what we won. You just mm. kind of remember like your mates who you played with, yeah. um, the change room afterwards. Um, I we won so many things, but I can't remember one thing that we won. Um, but yeah, just playing with your mates, fucking end of the day, is probably the best thing. I just remember trying to look after making fucking Robin, Robin in the middle. Like just getting his, his absolutely head kicked in, playing fucking hooker. It's just me and Oscar basically following around the pitch. So every time he gets fucking mashed, it's like, all right, just kick that bloke's head in and carry on. Yeah, he literally just got melted all game, didn't he? <laughs> Fuck that! That bloke had some skill though. Like fucking hell, he could chuck a ball. Yeah, yeah, he was good. We had some good players in that team. Real good players. Is anyone else like? Gone anywhere? I hate to say that. What well, rugby wise? Mm. Um, Dicko did quite well. Um, mm. He got to like he played in the late and he's at national one, I think, at Chester, which is quite a good standard. Um, so I think I think they get paid for that or whatever. Not I'm not too sure. Um, but from them, I think it's tough. Obviously, when when boys go off to uni, you kind of get that big divide of. When you go professional, it gets so serious and you get better and better and better. But if you slowly drop off that and don't go professional, the drop-off's pretty severe. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, a big, there's a big change from, from being a pro and not. So, um, yeah, not, not, many, not too many lads went through. I think my brother's still playing. He's at Doncaster. Oh, is he? Uh, didn't, he go to, didn't he go to Japan? He's been everywhere, yeah. He went to Japan. He was at Northampton for a bit when I was injured, so I didn't nick my spot. Um, yeah, and then he went to yeah he went to Japan for a bit. But didn't really enjoy it because um, obviously ninety percent of people speak Japanese, and he didn't really know Japanese. So mm. he, uh, yeah, he came back. But yeah, he's he's still plumbing along and, and yeah, enjoying it. Still a nine. Still a nine. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever played in the same game? Um, yeah, we have at school at school first team. I think oh, I played. Yeah. In the- yeah, I think I played nine, he played 12. And he just, because he was a couple of years older than me, so he's probably a bit better than me, just give, used to give the big one on the pitch. Just <laughs> give, give him the ball and all this stuff. And I thought I was class, so I tried to do everything myself and just carry everything. Um, so there's a few arguments that we luckily didn't bring home, but yeah. Oh, you didn't bring it home? That's, that's an absolute miracle, mate. Don't leave on the pitch, mate. I have to. Yeah, you have to, yeah. Share a, share a pint and that's all it, that's all it uh, takes. Exactly, exactly. So, like, I, I'm always interested of, of hearing this next one, right? So I'll, I'll fucking talk to people in all t- types of different sports and jobs and shit like that. But, like, the same question always comes back for me. is like, why? Why'd you do it? Yeah, I mean, we ask it all the time. We have we have meetings and, mm. and sometimes on the back of our shirt, we have our whys. So everyone's mm. got a different why. So, uh, for example... Um, lads who are in the 30s got family to do it for the family if you're young you're doing it because you want to play against the best um, my wife's probably a few things obviously to make my family proud like obviously when I'm playing playing a good standard and playing well um, they're pretty proud of me um, 
Um, I mean, I enjoy doing it. Mm. I mean, like, I really do enjoy the game. I think a few lads don't actually enjoy it and see it more as a job, but um, I enjoy it and obviously get paid to do it. So, like, why would you, why would you not, um, why would you not enjoy that? Um, so yeah, and there's a few little, little wise, um, but yeah, it's a good question. Very good question. Yeah, it's always interesting to like dissect someone's mind, right? And like the, you know, you get the big sort of sort of external things like I want to sort of win trophies or whatever, and then you get those like deep little, like you said, those just those few little ones that kind of just stay with you, that kind of keep you going when it's minus one outside and you've just got to chuck a ball or you're practicing the fucking scrums, so you've just got to stand there and throw this egg in between eight boys. Well, the internal ones are the ones that matter because when you get the external ones, like if you win trophies and you get the money and stuff like that and you've got nothing internal, you're just like, why am I playing this game? So yeah. what's next? But have some internal drive to actually want to do it. In it, man. Uh, what's um, what's next season looking like for Saints? Uh, and, and back in the UK with like COVID and everything, hopefully, fingers crossed, going back to somewhat normality. Yeah, well, we played yesterday and we're actually meant to have 2,000 fans because uh, we played in Bristol but um, they're in tier three so they weren't allowed fans but we're playing next Saturday against um, Bordeaux a French team in um, the Champions Cup so we should have 2,000 fans there mm. um, and if you're in tier one you can have 4,000 fans so that's going to hopefully bring the game back um, and then hopefully we, we slowly get more and more fans and um, I'm not sure if it'll be weird with 2,000 fans like, I don't know if it'll be weird with just 2,000 in like a 15,000 seat stadium, if you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be echoey and can you just hear them? Because um, you never really do that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens next weekend with that. And, and hopefully, yeah, COVID fucks off when we go back to normal. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think everyone in like every area is thinking that, man. For exactly, sure. Yeah. Have, have you heard of like, um, so America, I think, are bringing in a draft system for their league. For their rugby league. Yeah, for their, well, rugby union, but their league of rugby union, yeah. Um, yeah. For, so, like, to try and obviously do the same thing as they've done with their American football. Like, what do you think about that? Um, I think it sounds class. Mm. I mean, I mean, drafts, very entertaining. And mm. see, getting first pick and whatever draft you are would be awesome. But it would just be interesting. So, I don't know how it would work from... Is it from 18, do you know? Is it from what? Is it from when you like leave school? No, when I you believe so. Yeah, I believe so. It'd just be, I think it'd be tough for some people because obviously, I mean, here in England, if I played at Sale Sharks, I'd obviously then go through the system and play for sale and stay with my family. But if you're getting drafted, imagine getting drafted to, I mean, it's less of an extent in England. Mm. Um, but going to Newcastle or, or down to London, I think a lot of players might not want to do that. I think it's maybe different in America because, I mean, they do it in the NFL and, and um, yeah, they do it there. But I'm not sure if that, obviously, because it's such a big sport, the NFL, um, mm. the money kind of drives it. Um, but obviously, rugby's not as not as big as the NFL. So, if that will work. But I think they should definitely try it. Definitely try it and see how that goes. Um, you think they should try it in the UK? Um or like try it in America, see if it works, and then if it does, bring it over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? But yeah, I don't think money to get the to get boys to to where they need to go. Um, 
They should just do it for a year, do it for a season, and see what happens. And if it fucks up, don't do it again, but give it a go. Yeah, why not? Just like just like fucking new rules, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, mate. I really appreciate that. Um, if people wanted to, uh, I don't know, see you chuck an egg-shaped ball around and see your uh, face worth of a podcast, where would you send them? Um, what to watch me play? Well, yeah, or where would they find you on like social media and all that sort of nonsense? If they um, wanted to, you know, look at you every time they opened the phone. <laughs> I hope not. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, I think like Mitchell Alex9. Um, and yeah, with Northampton, we play most of our games on BT, uh, BT Sport. And I think some games are going over to Amazon Prime if, if there's any keen rugby fans out there. Um, and yeah, I've got TikTok as well. Need to delete that. Terrible app. I know. You're not, have you? It's embarrassing, isn't it? Jesus Christ. You're like a 12 year old girl. <laughs> you know, <my> dance <laughs> <in the shower>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, jokes on us because twelve-year-old girls are now making like millions of fucking dollars a year off that making shit. Bomb, making absolute bummer. I think that Charlie D'Amelio, she makes like two hundred thousand off one TikTok or something, or fifty thousand off every TikTok. Man, I'd be posting TikToks every ten seconds if I was yeah. making that money. <laughs> yeah, but hers are good. Yours are shit. Well, <laughs> subjective. Yeah, true, true. It only matters who's giving you your paycheck, right? Exactly, mate. Exactly. All right. Nah, appreciate it, mate. Um, I won't keep you too long. I know it's, I know it's like bedtime for you. Got to get your Zeds. Of course, mate. Thanks for having me on anyway. Nah, appreciate it, lad. Good luck and don't fuck up your knee again. Nah, I won't touch wood, mate. Touch wood. All right, let me know um, if it, you know, gets on telly and you can stream it over here. Like they, they stream, they stream like high school level sports over here for free. You can go on like Sky Sport Next on... Um, uh, YouTube and you can watch them all for free yeah if you want to watch bloody first teams play you've got to pay like a fucking arm and a leg yeah yeah I'll have BT Sports oh, yeah, all that it. sort of shit yeah but um, I might I might just say fuck it and buy a package and so I can watch like worldwide yeah I think there's some websites you can get the links on VIP League and stuff but I probably shouldn't be done yeah but... some, some dodgy websites yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway like <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll find it no I appreciate it mate Noise, mate. Good to chat to you. Take it easy. Look after yourself. See you later. Bye-bye.